How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I'm the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. Welcome. So glad to have you guys here today. Got a real treat for you today. We are going to go over the Catapulting Commission's book in a multi-part mini-series. I'm going to share some content from the book, gives you some highlights, high-level overview. If you want to get more information, you can go to catapultingcommissions.com. You can get a copy of the book right there. It's also available on Amazon. And uh, yeah, there's also a, a workbook associated available on Amazon. We also have the audiobook that's available on Amazon. And you can get all those links also on catapultingcommissions.com. So let's talk about it. Let's jump right into it. So the show today is titled Clear Mental Preparation. That is one part of the Catapulting Commissions strategy pie. As we go through the book and Catapulting Commissions, we separate it into three separate areas. We go through the clear mental preparation required to achieve your goal, having key actionable items planned in advance to achieve your goal. And we talk about the importance of having a positive support system that's aligned with your goal and your goal objectives. All three of those parts are required to achieve your next sales goal. And we call that the catapulting commission strategy pie. So in today's show, we're going to talk solely about the clear mental preparation that is necessary in order for you to achieve your next goal. Okay. So let's dump right into it. One of the concepts we talk about in the book is called worst case scenario. Now, as you go and you jump into the goal setting process of being in sales, the number one thing that's holding people back from achieving the goals they want to achieve is fear. They have this level of fear that paralyzes you. It enables you to create excuses for not wanting to achieve greatness. It enables you to create excuses for not wanting to do the execution, the hard work, the early morning, the late nights, the long days, right? This fear of success, or more better yet, the fear of failure is preventing you from going after your next sales goal with 100% commitment. Truly a 100% commitment. You know, I have a best friend that I've played every game you can name up from Monopoly, Dominoes to an adult. I mean, we, we play any game possible. And as a kid, my friend was really good at getting in my head and causing me to be afraid of making the wrong move. And so I would get stuck in a game of dominoes with him, afraid to play my dominoes because I was so afraid of making the wrong move. I was just, I was stuck in limbo. Well, when it comes to goal setting and achieving your sales goal, your fear of failure prevents you from seeing all the opportunity that still exists. So to prevent that and get a clear mental preparation, there's a couple exercises that I walk you through in the book. And one is called your worst case scenario exercise. And what that means is you have to take a look at your goal and identify what failing means 
at your goal. Okay. You take yourself, you look at the sales goal and you say, okay, if I fail, this has to happen. So if the goal is to achieve 100% quota, if your definition of failure is anything less than that, then that's what we talk about. If you're on commission only and your definition of failure is I can't pay my bills at the end of the month, then you write that down, right? Whatever the definition of failure is you have, you write that down. So now think of your next upcoming sales goal and write, what does it mean to fail? Okay, so whatever the failure definition is for your goal, write that down. Missed quota, didn't pay your bills, lost your job, whatever the scenario may be. Now, I want you to take what that failure is and I want you to expand a little bit. Now I want you to create what's called the worst case scenario. Look at your sales goal and say, okay, if I go after this goal and if I commit to this process and fail, which you just identified, what is the worst case scenario? How bad is this going to get? I mean, what am I going to lose by missing on this goal? You see, I have to go through this process of setting my goals and identifying what failure is and saying, okay, if I fail, here's my worst case scenario, right? For me, there's a lot of worst case scenarios, two that hit hard to me, or let me say did hit hard to me. I think I've matured over my sales career to look at it at a bigger picture, and we'll talk about that right now. But I'll be honest with you, when I was hungry and fresh in any industry, every time I, you know, it was just the, that hunger of diving into a new sales goal when I'm out pounding pavement, I had two things that bothered me. One, as a sales rep, I was always trying to work my way into sales management. And I knew that was the goal. And, 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 and I'm very fortunate I've done that in, in multiple industries. But I always knew that in order to get into sales management, you had to have a strong sales career. So one, I was afraid if I failed that my goal, I would lose credibility. I, would, I was afraid that the people who made decisions to empower someone to lead a sales team would look at me and say, Anthony, you can't hit your sales goal. You're not prepared to lead a team. So that was one of my worst case scenarios. Where I, I missed the goal and I lose credibility. The other one, and this is really silly as I say it out now, it's even sillier that I wrote it in the book, but I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed if I didn't hit a sales goal because I'd put so much pride that I was able to execute on my sales goal that the thought of missing, I would be embarrassed. I would be so embarrassed that I would, I would stand still in time. I wouldn't accept that I, could, I couldn't comprehend that failure was a realistic possibility, right? So, and the last part was my confidence. So I'd be embarrassed, I'd lose credibility, and then my personal confidence would be crushed. So if I failed at my goal and I hit something that was just hard and became like a worst case scenario, I was terrified that my confidence would be crushed and I'd be terrified to go and achieve or go and put myself out there for a the next sales goal. Those three things are, 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 are what it is for me. My credibility, embarrassment, and my confidence would be crushed and in no particular order. So, so when I look at things and, and I'm trying to assess what's the worst case scenario, those are three things that come to mind. So, so as we talk about that, here's the five areas that you can identify and put a worst case scenario in one of these five areas. And if you put this worst case scenario in one of these five areas, it actually, it actually paints it. It brings it to light. 
It puts the reality of it. And as you write it down, your worst case scenario may be really bad, but at least you know what the worst case result is. So here's the five areas that worst case scenarios can impact you, right? For me, these are the five I look at as I've matured. And now if I set a sales goal for myself or my team and I walk through the stages, here's the areas that I'll look at for uh, worst case scenarios. Number one is family. Aside from any negative impact this goal will have on me, how will my family be ashamed or otherwise affected if I fail at this goal? You may be in a position where you want to start a a new business venture, but failure may mean that you have to move or change something about the way you live your day to day. Your expenses may change. If you fail at your business venture, uh, your family life is dramatically going to be impacted if you're the breadwinner, okay? Another area besides the family, and and I won't elaborate too much here. You can get more information uh, on the audiobook. Another area is the finances. My worst case scenario says, okay, what's the financial impact on this sales goal going to be? If I miss this sales goal, is it going to cost me money? Does this sales goal require a financial commitment? And if so, How long is it going to take to recruit my investment? Will my business go under in the process of chasing this sales goal? How can I lose money going after this goal? And if you can lose money through marketing, advertising, you know, in my first job, I was driving and and at that time, gas in California was $5 a gallon. I remember blowing $100 in gas in a day to make zero sales and zero commission. So I think about that and say, okay, if this goal, going after this goal is going to cost me money, how much money am I willing to lose on this goal for it to be my worst case scenario? Am I willing to go all in? Am I willing to max out my credit cards to chase this perfection? Maybe, maybe not. So now, write your worst case scenario. What's the worst case scenario for your family? What's the worst case scenario for your finances? Next area, what's your worst case scenario with time and energy? To me, time's the most valuable asset. You can never get it back, okay? Will failing at this goal cause me to lose time that is better spent elsewhere, or will I spend a considerable amount of time on it only to go back to where I started, right? If my worst case scenario doesn't have a time component into it, then I'm missing the boat because the time you have today is the most precious, valuable asset you will ever have. If you maximize your time, you can do a lot. But if you waste your time, it is really expensive. And how can you waste your time by going after a sales goal? By not being prepared? By not doing the research? The best part, here's how you waste time going after a sales goal. Not being fully committed. If you're not fully committed to going after the sales goal, then don't even play in the game. Because a lack of commitment is a waste of time, and that's more important than anything else we've discussed thus far. Another area that I think about in my worst case scenarios is my confidence. You see, confidence is a tricky, tricky, uh, it's a tricky component. If I fail miserably at something, what is the future impact on my confidence in my career and other areas in life? If I sat there and said, I'm going to go after this sales goal, I've told the people around me, I've made a strong, detailed business plan. I pretty much anyone who knows me knows I'm going after the sales goal. But if I fail at it, And now I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed, and if my confidence is damaged, do I have enough grit to get up and say, you win some, you lose some, I can go after it again. 
Now, that's a different conversation than saying, I'm not going to go fully committed. I'm only going to commit halfway to the sales goal. I'm talking about fully committing to the goal and missing. Are you prepared to pick yourself up? And if you're writing down your worst case scenario saying, if I fail at this goal and I put myself out there and I miss and I never want to do it again, you have to evaluate, is the goal that important to you? Are you willing to risk that? And the last one in my five areas that I look at when it comes to worst case scenarios is what's the impact on my reputation, right? How is this going to impact me in my professional circle? Will this hurt my ability for future career advancement? Will failing at this goal cause me to lose credibility in my respective industry? This is a big one for me, right? As you climb the ranks of the commission scale, Okay, so I, I remember my very first commission check was over $1,000. This is almost 18 years ago. And as I've climbed the ranks and my commission checks have gotten larger, my yearly income has gotten significantly larger, to me, the stakes are higher, right? Once you start circling around people who are high commission sales professionals, you realize it's a crowded competitive field. And for you to excel and achieve the results and the career path that you may want, your professional reputation is everything. And if failing at this goal is going to damage it, are you willing to risk that? So there's no right or wrong answer to what we just discussed. But that worst case scenario and identifying your worst case scenario in those five areas is really going to help you set the, the, the background for, okay, what is the worst case? What am I going to lose by going after this goal? And once you write that down and you think about it, you may even be listening and saying, you know what, Anthony, it's not even that difficult, man. It's not even that serious, right? Whatever you may think right now, I assure you the fact that you go through that exercise puts visibility on something that was holding you back before. And that something is the fear of going after your goal. So identify what your worst case scenario. Now, these are just five simple areas. Your worst case scenario could include your health. Your worst case scenario could include a relationship. There's a lot of other areas of worst case scenarios. And if you have one, feel free to reach out to me and elaborate. I'd love to hear them. But if we're going to talk about failing, okay, we need to talk about who you are first. Okay. So going through this clear mental preparation, we've created this worst case scenario analysis. Now I'm going to ask you this. This is a great exercise. And I do this pretty much on a consistent basis. Every sales year, anytime I get myself where the stakes are high or I'm starting to feel pressure, I ask myself two simple questions. First question I ask myself is, who am I before I start working on this goal and what do I stand for? Okay. The reason I ask this to myself and I write it down, I've let me, let me be brutally honest. I've written it down. I've recorded it on audio. I've recorded videos of myself. I just want to hear this. And I tell myself exactly who I am. So for example, I would say, I'm Anthony Garcia. I'm a family man. I'm a man of faith. I love my wife and my children. I enjoy spending time with them. And at the end of the day, my family doesn't know if I'm the number one sales representative or in last place. And my family doesn't give up crap. All right. To my family, I'm dad. They don't care if I'm number one in the national sales contest. They don't care if I'm last place. Hell, they don't care if my customer bought for me today. They don't care if my team is performing. They don't care if my manager is mean to me. They don't care 
They care about me as dad, as a person. And once I realized that is what my personal well-being is, so who am I? That's who I am. And that's what I stand for. And I, the reason I talk about that before is because this sales goal, whether you hit it or you fail at it, is not going to impact or determine who you're going to be in the future. Now, let's talk about that. The second question I ask myself is, who will I be after this goal is over? Who will I be? Is what I stand for different than what I stood for before I started the process? Let me repeat that. Is what I stand for different than what I stood for before I started this process? Everyone's going to have a different answer. And you may ask yourself, Anthony, people go through goals to grow. The failing of a goal creates character. It helps personal development. It helps in growth. Yes, that is all true. But who you are at the core should be the same when the goal is over. And what I mean by that is this. If in the before you started your next sales goal process, you identified who you were and what you stand for. When this sales goal is over, come hell or high water, make a lot of money, make no money. You should still be the same person and you should still stand for the same core values. Will you be smarter? Yeah. Will you be wiser? Probably so. Will you develop a level of grit you didn't have before? Yes. Will you have more money? Yes. Should the money change you? No. Right? These are conversations you have to have with yourself before you even get in the game of achieving your next sales goal. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second. I hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far. Are you a sales professional or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com, Once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. So, five worst-case scenarios, identifying who your core behaviors are. Let's talk about failure. What is failure, right? How do you define failure? Everyone's going to have a different definition of failure. You see... Your definition and my definition are going to be completely different. Depending on the magnitude and the stakes of your sales goal, you have to decide what is failure. And we go through that and we call this failure identification. And failure identification takes place in three areas. Because if you have a sales rep, if you have a room full of sales professionals and you ask, hey, in the upcoming sales year, what is the definition of failure in terms to your sales goal. Somebody might say, if I don't make enough money to pay my bills, someone might say, if I miss quota by 5%, someone might say, if I miss quota, someone might say, if I don't hit the stage, if I'm not a top 10 performer, I failed. Everyone's going to have a different definition. So in order to have the clear mental approach in your goal, you need to identify what failure is. So first, What's your personal definition of failure? Take a look at the upcoming sales goal you're thinking about right now. 
What is your personal definition of failing? Is it missing quota? Is it missing a top 10? Is it missing being the number one rep in your organization? Is it missing making a six-figure income on commission? Making a seven-figure income on commission? What is your definition of failure? And once you identify your personal definition of failure, now you need to circle back and say, okay, what is your professional definition of failure? Now, if you work for yourself and you're an entrepreneur or you're a commission-only sales rep, your professional and personal failure may be one and the same. However, if you work for an organization, for a sales company, a sales manager, a boss, somebody else, if you go to your boss and you say, what is your definition of failure for my sales goal? I assure you with 100% certainty, your definition and the professional definition are going to be different. Right now, I manage a high-performing sales team. If, my high, if a member on my team came to me and said, Anthony, what is your definition of failure for this upcoming sales goal? I would say to miss the target, to miss quota. Your quota is to hit $3.5 million in revenue in this fiscal year. Anything short of that, I think is a failure. I don't give a good, I don't give an attaboy or girl trophy for 98%. It's 100% or nothing. My personal definition, my professional definition of failure. But I imagine I would have a rep that works for me that would say, no, my personal definition of failure is if I don't finish in the top five of the national sales contest and I'm going to come hell or high water, fight for my place on stage. You see, there's a difference. So think about it right now. What's your personal definition of failure? What's your professional definition of failure? If you work for an organization, identify what that professional definition of failure is. Okay. And the last area you identify failure in is what is your support system's definition of failure? Now, your support system can be your spouse, a significant other, family members, coworkers, mentors, friends. What is their definition of failing at your goal? Okay. If you were to go right now to your significant other and say, honey, It's 2020. I have a new sales goal for this year. What's your definition of failure for my sales goal? And if she can't answer or he can't answer, then it's your fault because you haven't shared your goal with them. Find out what the support system's definition of failure is. They're either extremely engaged and in tune or they have no idea. And if they have no idea, then you don't have the support system in place. So go find out what their definition of failure is. You see, I know that if I came home and said, honey, what's your definition of failure for the sales goal this year? She would say, are the basic necessities of life met? Yeah. Are you happy with where you're at in your career? For the most part, then that's my definition. If you're not happy and the basic necessities aren't met, then you failed. And I'm speculating. I haven't haven't asked her. On this upcoming year, but just based on previous conversations, I could imagine a conversation similar to that. So go find out what is the support system's definition of failure. And once you identify all these areas, right, what you're doing is you're setting the foundation to move forward and progress with your sales goal. You're setting the foundation for when six weeks, three months, six months into your sales goal 
and things get tough and difficult, you can come back and say, okay, here's what I've identified as failure. Here's what I've identified as worst case scenarios. Here's who I am and what I stand for. If that mental preparation is done before you ever even go out into the field, you're creating the roots for a strong foundation for your sales goal, for your sales goal achievement. Without those strong roots and without that foundation, you're going to find yourself on shaky ground and anything's going to derail you. Speaking of anything derailing you, we're going to talk about the last subject on today's show. Adversity. It happens. It happens to everyone. Every year that I've been in professional sales, I've had to deal with some level of adversity. Personal adversity, professional adversity, adversity that I was directly responsible for, adversity that I had no control of. After a while of dealing with adversity over and over and over, I said, screw it. I'm going to plan for adversity. I didn't know what it was. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to plan for adversity. And there was a drill we ran in college when we played fo- when I played football in college. We were out on the practice field and everybody was doing what they were doing. Offense was doing what they were doing. Defense was doing what they were doing. You know, everyone had had their drills going or whatever the momentum was. Coach would blow the whistle. And at the top of his lungs, he would yell and scream, sudden change, sudden change. And as he did that, the entire field would echo, sudden change, sudden change. And immediately, he would yell out a cadence of plays that would take place. It would be something like, Second string offense versus second string defense. You're on the five-yard line. It's third and goal. 15 seconds left on the clock. You got two real plays. Go get it. And everybody would sprint. It would be a game-like scenario, and you would go. And he would switch up the scenarios depending on where we were at in practice, depending on what he wanted to see. But the idea about it was sudden change is always around the corner. Whenever you get comfortable with what you're doing, I guarantee you there's a sudden change that's going to happen. In sports, in college, that's what we call it. It was sudden change. As an adult, it's adversity. Adversity is going to happen. And what are the sudden change scenarios you can anticipate in sales? Because you're going to fall into one of two categories. You're either going to be a prepared sales rep or an unprepared sales rep. If you're a prepared sales rep and you're prepared for the sudden change Uh, or adversity scenarios, your goal achievement possibility is going to go higher. If you are unprepared for adversity, your goal achievement possibility is going to go lower. Okay, so think about this right now. What are the adversity situations or what are the adverse situations that you can anticipate? Are you going to lose a customer? Are you going to, is your product or service going to fail? Going to have complications? Um, What other professional adversity could be there? Is the manager who's managing you going to quit? Are you going to get reassigned to a new manager, right? Because in sales, the relationship with the sales manager is, is a very, very intense, right? 
I've had sales managers that have made my career. I've had sales managers that I had a hard time relating to, right? And if one changes, you know, sometimes that's a difficult relationship. That can be a sudden change scenario that'll throw you off your goal path, right? Or here's the doozies. Is your health going to give you a sudden change scenario? Is there a personal relationship that's going to give you a sudden change scenario? Is your girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife going to tell you they're going to leave you, right? You may be a sales rep and in a position in a new city and boom, sudden change. Something dramatic happened at home. Do you leave? Do you abandon your sales goal, right? Only you can answer that question. I'm not here to say what you do or what you don't do is right or wrong. But what I am here to say is you have to plan for adversity. And here's the scary part. Sometimes the adversity is so far out of your control that it hurts. And the idea of thinking about it is difficult. In 2016, I made the most income I've ever had in my life. I had the best sales career, best sales year I've ever had. And in 2016, I lost my father unexpectedly at the age of 54. Wasn't planned for, wasn't accounted for, had no clue. And I lost my father shortly after the sudden change scenario I thought that was going to happen in 2016. You see, when I started 2016 in the fall of 2015, when I was planning, I knew I had a goal and I also accounted for sudden change. And I just put in my planner two to three weeks of sudden change scenarios. I didn't know what they were. I had no clue what it was, but I knew that there was going to be something that was going to throw me off. I honestly thought I was going to get sick. If I had to really be honest with you, man, I'm probably going to get sick. This will probably be the amount of time that I'm going to get sick or my daughter's going to get sick or something that's not going to prevent me from being fully committed. I ended up having shoulder surgery, my third shoulder surgery to be exact. And I missed some time from work because of my shoulder surgery. And I thought that was my sudden change scenario. I wasn't planning to have surgery. I wasn't planning to, to throw out my shoulder. <laughs> Stuff happens, right? Had to get some grit and go through it. So I missed about two and a half weeks with my shoulder. Well, then I'm back in the full swing of things. And I get an unexpected phone call that my father had complications from his surgery, suffered a stroke, and was now on life support. And me being his next of kin, I had to make the decision for uh, what would happen in his end of care life and what we were going to do uh, in that scenario. The amount of adversity I experienced that year was so traumatic that there was times I woke up and literally rolled back over and went to bed. I didn't care about my phone. I didn't care about my emails. I didn't care about customers. I didn't care about anybody. And I ran through the motions, right? Took some time at home, got back into the field, thought, hey, I'm going to keep myself busy. I'm going to go sell stuff. I'm going to get in front of my customers. I'm going to hang out with my friends. I'm going to have some drinks. I'm just going to get through this because I'm strong and I'm not emotional. Well, that was wrong. <laughs> Terribly wrong, right? But what helped in that scenario was my business plan was accounting for unexpected adversity 
And with all honesty, as I went through my grieving process, as I went through my home process, by the time I got back in the full swing of things, the delta or how far I fell behind my sales goal wasn't even noticeable. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm a phenomenal or perfect sales rep. But what I reason I'm telling you that is if you plan and account for that, the unknown adversities in life, when it happens, you're prepared for it. When it happens, it doesn't set you back or derail you. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with very talented sales professionals, some that I've managed, some that I've mentored, some that I've coached. And when they tell me about the personal adversity that takes place in their life and how it throws them off their professional career path, that's a double shame. Here's why. The double shame is your professional life has just taken the hit. Your personal life has just taken the hit. You're dealing with a professional adversity and a personal adversity. You shouldn't lose twice. So if you plan for adversity, you typically can protect your professional life. And if you have a professional adversity and you plan for it, you typically feel good in your personal life that, hey, I accounted for this crap. I'm going to get through it. Because after all, every sales professional has to have a level of grit, have a level of tenacity, and be prepared for the unexpected things that are going to happen. If you find yourself in a position where you can't think of what your personal adversity or professional adversity is going to be, just write down the word adversity in your business plan. Give yourself a time limit. Give yourself an area in your calendar that says, if I deal with this, here's how I'm going to handle it. Now, it's not perfect and it's not rocket science because I assure you the amount of personal grief and mourning I went through when, my, when I lost my father was way worse than what I had in my calendar, right? It, it, it made my calendar look like a joke. But because there was a level of preparation when I came back, I wasn't that far behind plan. I wasn't that far behind pace. And I truly believe that if you plan and account for adversity before it ever happens, you're already more prepared than the person next to you who lets adversity be the blind side in life. Because the blind side in life is going to prevent you from achieving and hitting your next sales goal. And after all, that's what this show is about, is walking you through the steps to achieve your next sales goal. Right. Or let me rephrase that. That's what this book is about. This show is going to elaborate on a lot of more in-depth concepts. But this book is designed to teach you step by step how to achieve your next sales goal. And how to plan for every step in your life, including actionable items, including creating a support system in place. And that is going to help put you in the position to increase your average commissionable earnings. So what's the takeaway today? Really quick, simple exercises for you to do immediately. One, identify what's your worst case scenario. What is the worst possible personal situation you could find yourself in if you fully commit to this sales goal and you miss? Keyword, fully commit. If you don't fully commit, don't even write it down because you're wasting your time. 
You have to fully commit. And once you say, I'm going to fully commit and you write down and you identify what's that worst case scenario, well, you start the roadmap. Then identify second exercise, identify who you are. Who are you before you start the sales goal process? Who are you going to be when it's over? Write it down ahead of time. And then third exercise, identify failure. What is your personal definition of failure? What is your professional definition of failure? And what is your support system's definition of failure? And the last exercise, anticipate the adversity. It's going to happen. You're going to get blindsided. You're going to have a sudden change moment in life. Don't allow the sudden change moment in life to derail and throw off your professional goals, your sales goals. That's a shame and it should never happen because you are the most important person in your life right now. Without a healthy, strong you, everyone who loves you, everyone who depends on you, everyone who looks at you for guidance, support, and love can't get the best version of yourself if you can't demand the best version of yourself from yourself. So anticipate the adversity, know what's going to happen, know what's going to come, plan for it, and plan to overcome and achieve that, or plan to, to defeat that, should I better say. Well, that does it for today, guys. I'm really excited that we covered this first part of Catapulting Commissions. This is just a snippet of what's in the book. To get more information, you can find the book on my website. You can find it online. You can find a link to it in the show notes below. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Well, that does it for today's episode on Catapulting Commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions. That way you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best-selling book to one person who tags me at Anthony P. Garcia 99 and includes the hashtag catapulting commissions. Thank you for your time and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions. <laughs>